Thanks for joining us for the MassMEP Manufacturing Podcast, Transforming Manufacturing Enterprises. MassMEP believes that there are some elements to a manufacturer's business, whether it's finding their inefficiencies, strengthening their internal processes, or even unlocking their growth, that can extend a manufacturer beyond its current limitations. So every episode, take a journey with us as we speak with manufacturers, legislature, subject matter experts, and so many more as we head down the path of manufacturing across the state of Massachusetts. Whether we're in Boston, Worcester, or out in Springfield, maybe even in the Berkshires, we'll be here every week and we'll explain to you more about manufacturing and what's happening right in your own backyard. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MassMEP Manufacturing Podcast. I'm Haley Steele. And I'm Kevin Tata. Mm, Kevin, remote today, aren't you? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Working yeah. from Lake Champlain. Oh, out of state even. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. yeah. In New it York. Just, it just sounds fancy. When yeah. You say- Champlain, yeah. Lake Champlain, yeah, like you're out, spot. yeah. Mm. Good spot. Good, I like it. I like it. So, um, we are back. We had a busy week, busy couple weeks. Mashup. Yeah. No kidding. Yep. First mashup yeah. under my belt. Yep. Successful. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. Met good. a lot of people. Had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Toasters. Yep. Signed them all. All the you babies did. that came through. Signed good. them all. Okay. Today, we're back because this is a hot topic. It's really important um, as to what we're speaking to today and, and with our guests that we have because of, well, we'll just say safety. Safety should always be um, a priority. And we have our safety expert with us today and one of our um, repeat guests that we like to have um, back with us. She keeps us on our toes every once in a while um, to make sure that we edit podcasts properly. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would like uh, to welcome back with us, Darcy Cook from Safety Trainers. Welcome back, Darcy. Hi, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Haley. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to be back. Yeah, let's see if we get Talking about safety. Everyone loves this, right? They jump out of the seat and jump into this podcast because they can't wait to hear all about safety. It's their all right. Well, guess what? You get to follow up. So welcome back, Christy Grignan. I wish I had that enthusiasm. My God. I'm just sitting here sweating, looking at what we're talking about, knowing that there's an icebreaker coming. And Darcy's like, the enthusiasm is just penetrating through this call. Infectious. It is. oh well it's good but thank you guys for having me back you're welcome yes absolutely yeah so no it is uh it's important for you to both be here and we'll dig in we'll get into all the uh, what we're calling the meat and potatoes of what we're here speaking to uh today in the a year ago we actually had um a guest on with us and we did speak a little bit more we spoke with marianne falvey she's with the the Mass Department of Industrial Accidents. We are we're back here to talk about uh, what the DIA has going on, and uh, money. Money is always a good thing uh, to talk about, and also 
trainings and getting everybody um, on the same page when it comes to safety. So before we get into that, and um, as usual, um, Kevin got the this podcast off from doing the icebreaker. Um, so mine may not be as good as his have been in the past couple of episodes, but icebreaker question. Would you ever, or will you think you will ever buy your dream vehicle in your lifetime? Mm -hmm. Me, my Toyota Highlander is not my dream car. I'm going to go with no on that. <laughs> no, because you know, I have an idea of what yours might be. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anybody? That's a tough question. Yeah. Yep. Mine Don't doesn't come with bright colors and a top that goes down. Like I want both. I want the best of both worlds. I want the beach and the mud. Like I want big tires to go off-roading, but I want to be cruising, you know, by the water. So I, I'm kind of struggle with that one a little bit. That means I may need to have more than one, maybe a two-car garage or a three-car garage, one for each day of the week. <laughs> there you go. Do you think that you'll do it in your lifetime and make that big purchase though, Darcy, and get one of those? No, I'm going to be one of those retirees who's yeah. going to like rent. You know what I mean? My RV cross country. And they're going to be like, let's you know, rent the off-roading Jeep top cover, take it off, hot pink or lime green, crank up the tunes because like we're 80s kids and do it. And then we'll be down in Southern Florida, like Boca or St. Pete's. And I'll be like, oh no, we need like the old Trans Am Corvette top down there. And then I'll be like, oh no, we're going to Colorado. We're in Montana. Let's get something with big wheels and big noise. And you know what I mean, like fit right in. So like, I think I can just rent them nowadays. I think they do that. So that's a great idea. I think that's the way to go. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Christy, what car would yours be? And do you think you'll do it? Uh, I want something earlier than a 1988 Defender. And I want it, I want to smell the diesel. So I'm, yes, I'm going to buy it someday and I'm not going to drive it because it's going to get like nine miles to the gallon and it's going to ruin <laughs> the environment. But I, yes, I think I'm going to own it someday. And it's going to go the quarter of the mile down to the beach and back. There you go. I like it. I like it. Uh, That's good. That's Kevin, I was a big fast boxy car. Yeah. I was a big fast and furious franchise girl. Every mm -hmm. time I see one of those cars, I think, oh, how much fun would it be? Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's kind of like the thought I was going with, like some sort of like supercar, some, some really fast, like McLaren or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, if that's the case, I don't think I'm going to be able to, I don't think I'm buying that in my lifetime. I'll be not, not working for a nonprofit, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Powerball, so. baby. You got to yep, go Power with the Powerball ticket. No kidding. I just, I just went and bought some actually like two days ago. So <laughs> maybe I will, maybe I will buy it. There you go. Can I we just talk about the safety expert talking about the least safe cars and off-roading yeah. in them? Right. <laughs> right. Right. How about I love it? it. How about it? Yeah. I'll put my seatbelt on. I'll do a visual car inspection. Walk around, a kit in the back, fire extinguisher. We're good. Yep. No doubt. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Oh, that's so great. That's great. That's one of those things that uh, down the future and you think about, am I going to, do I want to do this? Do I want to save up the money for it? But then I'm with you, Christy. By the time I, if it's an older version of something that you want, is it even going to be worth it? But I like the, uh, I like the thought. Of, I like, I love the rental thought. 
that's mm-hmm. great. And I like the thought of just having your little, you definitely are going to be, uh, you know, just going a quarter of a mile down to the beach. But yeah. Yeah. That was a great point, Christy, pointing out about our, our safety expert and <laughs> yeah. Ripping around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. She'll Speed, be in a baby. five point harness. She'll be fine. She'll do it the right way. So yeah. So good. Yeah. Well, good. So we're here. Let's get started. Let's, um, let's talk to, uh, talk to the DIA and funding and uh, where we're headed. Yeah, absolutely. So um, to start things off, Christy, could you, could you give us, could you give us like a rundown on how Mass MEP um, is connected to safety trainers? Yeah, um, I'd love to. So um, Darcy, I first met you in a company update meeting, probably about seven or eight years ago, and we've probably been dating you way longer than that. So we should probably just get you a ring at this point. But um, safety is the most important. It should be the first thing that a company is thinking about. The first thing that they're worried about is the safety of the environment and their employees. Um, But I think our relationship exploded when we probably should have first bought the ring was Uh, three years ago during the pandemic. And I just want to throw out a couple of numbers here because I think they're super important. But over the last three years, um, we've done surveys with our clients on just safety-related trainings. And in that timeframe, there has been 371 new jobs created, 2,920 jobs that were retained. And then if we go into the impressive um, increase in sales that we saw, $40 million, over $40 million in new sales um, and over $365 million of retained sales. And then on top of that, there was a strategic investment of over $2 million. So, I mean, those are just the direct impacts to companies that we've seen over the past three years. And like I said, we've been working with Darcy for much longer than that. So the impact of safety on your business goes beyond just keeping your employees safe, which is number one and helps your culture more than you know, but you're going to see increased sales. You're going to see increased jobs from doing safety training. Um, So. I think I think we'll finally buy the ring, Darcy, and we'll propose. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we know kind of where we're coming from in our background. So Darcy, just kind of remind everybody, you know, what it is um, that you do and give everybody a like a synopsis of who you are and, and what um, Safety Trainers is all about. Thanks, guys. Um, so Safety Trainers is, think of them as a community partner, right? A business industry partner. And for the manufacturing world, you guys are heavily regulated in lots of different areas. And so um, we are basically an extension of your team. So when we partner up and we come in to support where you are, so remember, I always say safety is a big elephant, you guys. Can't eat it in one bite. Got to break it down in one bite at a time, right? The one, just one of OSHA's regulatory books is 900 pages and every page is a federal regulation. 
And so for us here in the state of Massachusetts, we are not what's called an OSHA state, meaning our state doesn't trump those federal regulations. So that's our guide. That's our roadmap. Those are our, our IKEA directions, right? To everything related to safety within our organization. And so every different company starts at different levels. You guys come in, someone has just a problem to solve. Someone might think about expansion and growth. Someone might be thinking we've lost our workforce and how are we going to handle everything with just a smaller team? Some of your companies and vendors might be pushing back on you, telling you that you need to have certain safety rules in place, certain documents in place, certain training in place. And then there's the legacy companies. I mean, manufacturing in Massachusetts is family-owned, operated, you know, generational, small business, mom and pop, grow up to be something big. And whether you want to prepare to sell it or whether you want to, you know, pass it down to the next generations, you want to be laying those solid foundations of safety infrastructure. It's about processes that are sustainable, that keep your business going. And we want all your employees to go with their fingers and toes. But you're all in business to have a business and safety is one of the pillars that your business will stand on. And you can't, you know, a three-legged table is not as sturdy as a four-legged table. And so you don't want to skip the step. So we're here, Haley, to help businesses in our community all over New England, here in Massachusetts is where we're based in Central Mass with you guys. And we love getting to know our customers, clients, visitors, vendors, and partners. So you're here though today specifically because of some funding that's now become available. And um we did we kind of we touched on this a year ago. And then I'm I don't, you know, I think it it came around so quickly and it was gone so fast. So we said we've got to get a head start on this now and get people moving forward. So let's talk about what. What is this funding for and who can apply for this funding? How this is going to start to take shape? So, As you guys know, safety instead of the cost of doing business. So typically you don't get funding in order for you to help you on your safety initiatives. So what's very unique about the Department of Industrial Accidents Safety Training Grant, it's in the name, they're going to give you money up to $25,000 per EIN, so each federal EIN number, if you are a Massachusetts-based company, pay into workers' comp here in Massachusetts, you are eligible to apply for up to $25,000 in funding. That is huge because this is about compliance. This is allowing you to make sure that you get done all the trainings that you need to get them done. Now, guess, is it people doing you know, in the training classes, and does that typically get manufacturers a little concerned with production and time off? But at the end of the day, I can tell you prevention always costs less because unfortunately we're on the other end of workers' comp claims. I have a company right now that just lost their workers' comp insurance and they just got thrown into the pool because they had way too many injuries and illnesses and obviously citations and violations coming in. So this is going to give our small businesses, medium-sized businesses, large-sized businesses, it doesn't matter how many have, the opportunity to do training for free. Now, Darcy, really? Is it really free? All right, it must be tons of paperwork, lots of hours. I got to give them, open up all my books. I'm going to, you know, I got to hire someone just to manage the compliance paperwork that I have to send up. No, 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 no. You guys, it's five pages. Two of them you have to fill out because I don't know your, you know, your date, your birth, your what your favorite food is, what color underwear you have on. I, I say that publicly. 
<laughs> so I, I don't know that information. I don't really want to know that information, but you guys got to fill out the first two pages. Our team helps you fill out the other three pages. And then within those three pages, you're going to choose all kinds of different training topics that make sense for your organization. There's a contract that you fill out. It's literally one page piece of paper. You got to have your I-9. You need to have your certificate of good uh, certificate of good standing, and you need to have your unemployment certificate. So two things, two links. You guys today could click on them. Even while you listen to this podcast, you know, type in to make sure you have a current updated certificate of good standing and an unemployment certificate within the last six months. If you have those two pieces of paper and you are in Massachusetts, then you are eligible for that full $25,000. So it's it's the best kept secret, Haley, Christy, Kevin, in my opinion, um, in Massachusetts and not enough companies take advantage of it. Not at, not at all. So Christy, we always talk about the express grants and we get into those a lot. So can you kind of let's do a little differentiation so that people understand because they might be going, well, wait, how does this, is this the same or is it not? Yeah, so it is not the same. Um, you can apply for a DIA grant and an express grant at the same time. It will not stop you from applying for one or the other. And you can apply for a general grant as well as long as long as you don't have an express grant. You could do a DIA and you could do a general grant as well. Um, so definitely make sure you're taking advantage of both at the same time. And the good news is, is that you need a certificate of good standing for all of them. So if you get it for the DIA grant, you're good to go for the express and for the general or vice versa. Um, and I can attest Darcy will make this as easy and seamless as possible. And we've got business development advisors on staff that can help you as well, or at least direct you to Darcy to make sure that, you know, you're getting all the information that you need. Also, at this time, there are still some safety training that is available in the Express Grant, so utilize that while, while it's still there as well. Um, but I think the other really exciting part is, um, and I'll let Darcy talk to this more because she knows more about it, but DIA is allowing us to do some consortium grants as well. So I know Darcy is applying, Safety Trainers is applying for one, MassMeP will apply for another one. Um, and we're looking at what training should be put into it. And Darcy has shared with me that there is no max on how many people can be in this training, that she wants to train as many um, people as she possibly can. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Darcy, to correct me on anything I just got wrong. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Christy. And this is pretty exciting, you guys. So this is pen to paper. You might have to pause or rewind the podcast a couple of times, but ready? Here's the details. We want to tee everyone up and get everyone ready. We want you to raise your hand and say, I want to do this, okay? Because on October 2nd, the application portal will be open. And here's what we can tell you. We only have from October 2nd to October 23rd to cut and paste the information that we're going to provide to you into that portal so because the application timeline is very short this year, they're going um, online, electronic. Everything in the past for the Department of Industrial Actions was paper. That's why we have such a tight window this year. That's why we're talking to you today. Today being, you know, 22nd, 23rd, end of September here. We want you guys to raise your hand, get everything in place so that on October 2nd, you are ready to just cut and paste and upload into the system and be done with the process. So yes, 
we are going to set up a consortium grant. This is for any of you who has onesies, twosies, three or four. If you start telling me you want to send seven, eight, nine people into a training, then how about you, we might potentially set you up on your own grant, but also you can even host it at your location. So if you don't want all your six, seven, eight employees to drive to a location of our choice, then with our consortium grants, you could actually be a host facility, provided that you'll let us add a few more people to your conference room, right? We're all going to play nice. In the same sandbox, all manufacturers, all trying to get free funding and get great training and get all our people home together. So um, we're building community. So it's going to start on the 2nd and close on the 23rd. But that doesn't mean we want you to wait to October 2nd. Um, we are going to try to put as many butts in seats as we possibly can. So imagine this, right? The DIA is going to love Mass MEP and all of you because they're going to see your name along. Let's say that a training costs $1,500, okay? They're going to see not eight, nine, 10, 12 people, right? Because a company might only put those numbers in our consortium grants. I want to see 30, 40 butts in seats for that same $1,500. We do that, and guess what? We're going to be talking about this with MassMEP annually. That means annually we can take 25, 50,000 with our two companies, put it together, and your manufacturers, your businesses, your companies every year basically can start thinking about this from a budget standpoint. If you know that we're producing consortium grants for you year after year through the Department of Industrial Accidents, and you know you have certain trainings that have to get done, new hires. One of the biggest challenges you guys have is new hires. It's onesie, twosies, threesies. How do you get them up to speed with the rest of your workforce? Because the rest of your workforce already did HASCOM training. They already did forklift training. They already did um, lockout, tagout, authorized. But now you have a new hire. It's a lot of time, money, and resources for you to run that training for one or two, three people. We got a consortium grant going on. So guess what? From January 1st of 2024 till June 30th of 2024, that is going to be our window of training time. That is when we're going to be offering you specific topics through the consortium that we know. So you guys, we know what manufacturers need to do, right? There are no two manufacturers that are the same. That is not what I'm saying. But you all are faced with a lot of the same exact hazards. So we're going to put the most popular topics together, offer them in these consortiums. You're going to tell us how many people you want to send. The training schedule will come out in 2024. You'll pick and choose which trainings you're going to send them to on what days. So you don't have to worry about scheduling today at all, but we need you to participate in order to make these grants happen. These consortium grants happen. So filling up as many butts and seats, that's what we're looking to do. We want you to raise your hand and say, I'm interested and uh, with the topics that we're going to choose. And if there's something that we are presenting to you that you might need that's not in here, again, we're just asking you to speak up. The sooner you speak up, the sooner that we can serve you guys and put together the right program. That's awesome. That's she great. Just, she, she just did take a break there. She took, finally took a breath in case yeah. you were wondering. Kevin was like... <laughs> every time and then he's uh, like it's okay she'll she'll no, take a breath so yeah take a breath kevin Whew. yeah welcome welcome to a podcast with darcy <laughs> yeah we love it he used to fog up our glasses for the webinars during uh yeah during <laughs> covid do you remember that darcy was my favorite She'd put the mask on and fog up our glasses <laughs> yeah. you can hear the passion you can hear it 
coming yeah, out. No kidding. Yeah. You really can. That's great. Yeah. Um, so Darcy, why, why is it important for companies to make us make safety a priority in their, in their day-to-day operations? Yeah. So I got the, I got the good and the bad, right? The good and the bad, mm-hmm. the bad is the part that we don't want anyone to find themselves in the position um, at all. So safety in terms of our priority, unfortunately, we just had to work with a company where, um, a 33-year veteran who worked at the same company who's been operating the same kind of machines decided to not follow procedure, not follow task, deviate from what he does every day, the way he does it. And as a result of getting complacent, which is which is why is if you, you don't want to just do, do something once and check a box and say, we've done it, right? We want to revisit. You want safety to be active and dynamic and alive because unfortunately, this gentleman lost two of his fingers in the machine that he'd been working on for 33 years, right? He knew that machine better than anyone, but it still got him because he took his eye off of safety. We have other companies, unfortunately, the department of, I mean, uh, OSHA has, um, we have, so here's something, Massachusetts fact finding, uh, you know, anyone know how many regional offices, OSHA regional offices we have in the state of Massachusetts? Oh. It ain't one, it ain't two. It's three. So our state has three, right? Nobody around us has three. We have the most regional offices at all in New England. So guess what? That means potential of OSHA knocking on our doors. And um, if you guys have seen all the memos that came out in January, they went up in all their prices. They changed how line. They've restructured. They hired so many people that now, you guys, 25 years doing this, I was never really worried about OSHA knocking at your door saying, hey, we're coming to check up on you, but guess what? They have enough people resources now that they're knocking at people's doors saying, hey, your NAIC code is in this bucket. And as a result of it being in this bucket, we're gonna come through the door. And so normally when we see citations and fines and we have to abate stuff, I'm usually abating things around 30 or $40,000 and we can get things down even sometimes you know, below 10,000. Now, because of the increased citation amounts, we're talking about citations that are starting, right? The low end is 30 or 40. That's where I get you because we're starting up in the 50, 60, 70 range. So the numbers, um, the impact, not to mention why they need to address safety, Kevin, is this. They're busy and, and they're already, right, limited with resources, time, people, money, funding. And now OSHA comes through the door and you get cited and you get inspected. It's basically shutting down your business for an entire day. Then for the next three weeks until you get the letter, all you're doing is fixing everything that OSHA just told you you're going to get in trouble for. Because by the time the letter comes, now you have to address it with either asking for a informal conference or paying the fines. So literally you're talking about a minimum of a four week massive disruption to resources, time, people, operations within your organization. And and hopefully, right, nobody has gotten hurt because obviously the costs associated with that, the impact, the morale, right? Small manufacturing, everyone gets to know each other and nobody wants anyone to get hurt. And so the other part too is limited people resources, it can get frustrating if you have to work overtime and you're always covering somebody and then the, your entire department gets tired because you're you're needed. Let's just, if anyone's listening to this from an employee perspective, we hire you to do your job because you're better at it than me. 
and we need you as part of the team. We don't want anyone hurt because now we're missing a critical person in our team and there's a ripple effect to that, Kevin. And so safety really needs to be talked about on a regular, consistent basis. People have this vision that safety is too much time and too overwhelming and too complicated, but that's what we do with MassMEP. We show companies that it's not too big, it's not too complicated, and they can handle it in small pieces. Remember, elephant, one bite at a time. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like this is as safety is as important as any other function of really the business, honestly, um, even even more important, honestly. Um, and just to just to reiterate, you're you're willing to help companies start this application process now, correct? Yes, we want everyone to raise their hand right now, Kevin, and tell us that they are interested. And so what our team does is we give them the first two pages and they fill out their information. And then we set up a Teams meeting to figure out what trainings they're interested in. And so we know if they're going to go into a consortium or if we need to build a, a, an application for themselves, we walk them through the entire process. Kate from our team is literally, you know, if you think of those infomercials, Kate is sitting by the phone waiting to handle your call now. Dial 800-888-00220, right? Like, so sitting by the phone right now waiting to take your call, everyone, is Kate. So we have a full-time person who's dedicated just to helping all of you guys navigate through this. But I told you, DIA makes it so simple for you guys. You really don't need us. But we, we again, we do it so often. We're going to help with the learning curve, and we're going to show you exactly what you need to do. And everyone's going to be ready. I, I, Marianne, um, from, is the director of the DIA, as Haley was referring to, on, on October 2nd, I want her to blow up my phone going, what in the world is going on? Like on October 2nd, I want us to upload so many grants applications in on that particular day that she's like, stop, her. But we got this. Um, uh, she's very excited. She's been very supportive of MassMEP and our partnership. She's been very supportive with the idea of consortium grants. Um, she's very supportive to manufacturing in Massachusetts. Uh, you guys, if you go to their website, um, you know, type in DIA safety training grant. The link comes right up on mass.gov. They provided you guys. Now we'll give you the list too, but they provided you a list of every topic, an A to Z list of every single possible topic training that's available to you guys under the regulatory compliance standard. And if you look at that list, I will tell you, I don't know, it's probably less than 10 that our team between Mass MEP and safety trainers is, is not qualified to do. Of the, I don't even know how many are listed here, there's a lot. Yeah. We are literally capable, Kevin, as a team, we are literally capable of handling any of these training topics for companies. So it's pretty exciting. That, yeah, that's incredible. Um, how much is this funding for? So each company can um, apply for up to 25,000. So Mass MEP is going to apply for 25,000 and safety train is going to apply for 25,000. It means we have $50,000 of funding and Mass MEP employees aren't going and my staff's not going. Okay. So that means we got all these empty butts and seats and we've done this just for manufacturers, just for our small manufacturers who might not even want to go through filling out the grant process. I know it's easy, but still, you might say, just want to send you people you take care of it for us and in that case we only need two pieces of paper from them certificate of good standing and their unemployment ins um, insurance certificate and we're going to take care of everything else 
So we're going to have $50,000 over here to spend on any manufacturer that wants to send us their employees in specific topics. And in addition to that, each manufacturer can also submit for their own. And they're going to do that through MassMEP and safety trainers as well. And we're going to help them every step of the way, Kev. That's great. Manufacturers, get on it. Yeah, there's a ton in here. Holy moly. Get on Did it. Did you see that list, Haley? It's yeah. huge, right? Yeah, going through the list and looking at it. And it's, uh, I so, um, you know, just piquing my curiosity is, is there anything in here that has never been offered before that maybe is something that would be unexpected as a manufacturer you're scrolling through this going, oh my gosh, wait, this is in here? Yeah. So you know what? Um, I think some of the newer hot topics and now is like everything related to hazardous materials. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, all these small manufacturers are realizing hazardous waste, the cost, there's so many rules that they didn't know. Manifest dining, DOT compliance, um, storage, handling, RICRA training, annual required training that most companies don't even realize that they're required to do. They're like, oh my God, I've heard about that. I didn't know what it is. So that all is in here. First aid, CPR, AED, every single company is required to do this. Every single company, they actually cover the costs. They're actually really excited and supported for workplace violence, which obviously is a sensitive topic. And mm -hmm. a lot of companies don't have that extra funding to support a topic like that, right? They don't feel like that's a must, you know what I mean, in their, in their requirements, but they'll actually fund it for them here as well. Um, the other part too is think about your maintenance department. So there's trainings that your maintenance and facility guys, they climb on stuff, they're on your roofs, right? So think of all the fall hazards, ladder safety stuff, or your maintenance and facilities teams. Then you think about your machine operators. So guarding, lockout, tagout, right? Um, materials, handing, loading, ergonomics. They, they put a whole element of that in place. And then we don't want to forget about the admin. I mean, they're not in the line of danger every single day, but like we admins matter too, right? So on the administrative side of things, like we haven't forgot about you guys. So there's a, they have an ergonomics platform that they, they are willing to cover the costs of hey, how do we set up the desk? And what does that look like? And, you know, don't just take over someone's desk, make your desk your desk. And when it starts to hurt and it feels a little uncomfortable, how do I modify it? How do I change that? What does that look like? So they really have a good stuff in, in here. I know we, uh, the one, the people listening to this podcast are Marine, right? M Marines, but what Marines, not Marines like army, but like Marina, right? Marinas. One of the things that they started funding last year is Marina, Go in the boat, broom, broom, right? Water. Okay. So go in the boat trainings. They had never tr supported trainings related to marina safety, water safety. Yeah. And so they're now doing that. And this year we are actually going to be working with a couple towns, DPWs that are actually have marinas in their towns. And so they're going to allow us to do all this training related to water safety stuff, which is pretty cool. So I think some people will be surprised if they go through the list. It's a, it's a brain teaser. It just helps you stimulate and think about your environment a little bit better. Like, oh, we probably should look at that. Yeah, we'll um, we'll put this in in the link for the podcast so that we'll give you the website. I would, you know, I would say it um, in here, but it, it can be, it is pretty long. It's definitely under the mass.gov website though. Um, and I think we can, we can link it through um, MassMEP as well. So it'll be there um, so you can see what, the training courses are it's great little their websites um they do a real good job with it with the visuals and you know easy to click uh, very user friendly for um 
people that sometimes those websites can be overwhelming and you don't know where to go, but they did a good job with this. So we'll get that up there for everybody. Um, so now we just want to go ahead. One last thing, right? So, um, training providers. So another reason why they want to team up with us. So we are, a, the word isn't approved because the department of industrial Austin doesn't approve training providers, but we are experienced and seasoned. So one of the things about it is you have to have Massachusetts based training providers to do the trainings. Mm -hmm. And we, we collectively have a proven track record. Right. So we already have established relationships. We already know what trainings they will and won't approve. We already know how to uh, present things. We already know how to organize things for them. So teaming up with us, not only do we know how the process works, but there obviously clearly is a little bit of an advantage having had so much experience with doing these trainings for a very long time. But so the training provider is key. Um, companies sometimes say, well, hey, one of my people are qualified to teach forklift training. Why don't I apply for the grant and just take the money and stick it in our company pocket? And the answer is no, you can't do that. So an employee who works at the company cannot be the executor of the training and get paid to do that training. You have mm -hmm. to use third-party Massachusetts-based providers. And look at that. They just happen to be listening to a podcast with two of them on it. Look at wow. that. It's amazing. Imagine that. It's magic. Magic. Universe, okay, universe it. is talking, Darcy. It's talking. Uh, that's great. All right. So let's uh let's go back over the key key components, Kevin. What do we need to make sure we hit on for everybody that's listening? We need to hit on the deadlines. Um yeah. Darcy. October 2nd, so October 2nd is when we can start uploading the okay. absolute last day. I do not want to be sitting at my desk, nor does Kate and the rest of my team, Sarah and everyone else at 5 PM on the 23rd, rushing to get all your stuff uploaded into the system. Please don't be that person. Okay. So we're talking to you today because we can start today. Even if you don't have all the pieces of paper in place, don't worry. We can walk you through it. Just raise your hand and let us know so we can get things going. So, um, Kevin, the deadline absolutely drop dead is on the 23rd. No, you know, that's it. You missed it. Now you got to wait another year if we don't get it done by then. All right. And we said we'll, um, the website, we'll put that on, on, uh, in the podcast link because it's, um, we'll send you to the, the mass.gov site where you can access the list of the trainings. And uh, I think it would be good for people to kind of go through it and see what there, what there is available. Hey, I got a question. Mm -hmm. So everyone listen to the podcast right now. We want them to take action. So are they going to email their mass MEP contact? Are we setting up a special email that they want them to contact? Like for those people that are listening, right? We want them to gauge with you guys immediately. Right. So how do we want to do that? Christy? Yeah. So um, contact your business development advisor if you have one. If you don't, head to massmep.org and hit our contact us. That contact us goes to Haley and myself, and we will make sure that we connect you with a business development advisor if you do not have one. And there's never a reason not to contact Darcy directly. 
but let's get it, let's get going today. And I just have to say, Darcy has done many trainings for MassMEP as well. And our folks love her. They love the CPR training. They love the actor, active shooter training. Uh, well, I don't know if they love it, but <laughs> Darcy makes it very entertaining. Um, and she also does training for our frontline supervisory training that we have gotten like a flood of compliments about Darcy and how she engages virtually as well. So take this opportunity to get into the DIA grants and have Darcy and her team come out and train your team. Yeah, I think Thanks, that's a Christy. point, Christy, too, the way that you say that. And I think it's like something like this, it's how it sticks, right? And the way that she impresses that into like us, what we've done as a staff in our training, and then what she does with all of the manufacturers that we work with in the state, they definitely, it makes that impression that, and you remember it and it sticks in there. And then when you need to use it, you can use it. And I don't, I don't know if she's got like old mother Hubbard magic that she sprinkles fairy dust and gets people to, I don't know how it sticks in there, but whatever you're doing, Darcy, it's, it's working. So looks like you got a career ahead of you for that. <laughs> Thanks guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. So we'll have everybody, Kevin, get ready, get your typing fingers ready. Cause these contact forms are going to be blowing up. I'm ready. I'm yeah. Ready. Yeah. So we can, uh, we'll put a little, we'll put a little um, link in there as well that we'll be able to contact, connect you, sorry, connect you back to, um, to the business development advisors in case some of you are like, oh, I think it's, oh, I can't remember because we get that a lot. That's normal. That's okay. So um, we'll put some photos in there you know, give you their names um, and it'll jog your memory a little bit. So you know who to connect with. We'll get you their contact info in there. And then like Christy said, we'll also, we can link you back to the contact form and yeah, we'll be ready to, uh, we'll start peeling through them. So yeah, so there you go. That's a, that's a first. We usually don't get questions asked of us in the podcast. So good job, Darcy. Great, great. Way to throw <laughs> us your back. Today. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, Kevin, did we miss anything? I don't think so. You got everything? I think we got it. Uh, any other important information for our listeners, Darcy? Any other information? Anything else um, that? Yeah, don't procrastinate. I right. yeah, I think that's it. I will yeah. tell you. I will tell you. All right. So, um, we already have almost forty above, give or take a few companies right now that Kate's working on upstairs as we speak right now on applications to get in there. So, um, you know, it's, like I said, it's the best kept secret. You're hearing it from us. You're lucky because you're hearing it from us. Uh, up on board, don't we? And I, and I'm not saying everyone needs to do, you know, $25,000 worth of training either, by the way, you guys, or that they have to send everyone, but let's start small. Let's be successful at it for your company. It's here. It's not going away. Marianne Fowley and her team are awesome. Deb and Maria, they do an unbelievable job. They continue to advocate for funding for the state of Massachusetts. This has been around a long time. It's not going anywhere. It'll be available next year, the year after that, the year after that. But I just think that every single person should be taking advantage of this in some capacity. 
send a hint, sprinkle a few over into our consortium that we're going to do, or start small with eat something that's even eight or $10,000. You don't have to cap it out at 25,000. It's not an all or nothing deal here. And then that way you guys can start to see the simplicity of it. You can obviously see the value in it and you can get not only compliance, but you can start working on changing the culture. You guys, wouldn't it be awesome? If we never had to worry about finding employees because our culture was such that we were referring all of our friends and family there because we were having fun. It was a safe place. You know, they heard, they hear you. You had an active role in it. I mean, that's what CP can do for a company. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You got it. All right. Well, I think we covered it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to take that back. I think Darcy covered it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, uh, Look for when this gets released. And as you're listening to this, you don't have to panic and say, oh, I need to write this down. You don't need to write it down. Uh, when you go into the link, you will be able to see. We always put a small little write-up that goes uh, underneath or above, depending on what you're looking at or where you're looking at the podcast link. And you will be able to access that information. So uh, please look for it there. It'll be available for you. Um, and you can just click on the links and it'll take you right where you need to go. So, so thank you both for being here with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you. As always, anytime. This is way more fun than actually writing a policy or procedure, right? Or having to deal with any kind of regulatory. Who wants to read a regulatory regulation? Let me just go open my OSHA book. It's fun reading. I'd rather do this all day long, you guys. I just, I just thinking back to when she said 900 pages and each one is its own policy and procedure. And I'm just, oh my gosh, who has that job? I hope you're a fast reader. Um, I skip, I'm like, I, it's a cliff note versions. I skip to the important parts, Christy. No, but she does not just say that. She reads the whole thing very detail oriented. <laughs> <laughs> that's why there's a huge team right Darce? that's why you have a whole team you all go through it yeah yeah no that's yeah great. the secret to hiring is hire people that want to do the stuff that you don't want to do Absolutely. right that's the best part of hiring yeah I actually um have my my young so this is part of our family my youngest sister joined our team and my younger sister is that person who loves the research part you know what I mean she should have been you know and legal, like she loves re looking it up. So I'm like, I'm happy to hand off those details sometimes. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Kevin right now is reeling and he's like, why did they, what is it that they don't like that I'm doing now? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> yeah. I think I got a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it does help a lot when you're, you're better, obviously at something that, you know, somebody than what I can do. And there's, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not, I'm yeah, good. You make, it, you make it seem like I'm better at it. So it's better for me to take it on, you know, I get what you were. No, 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 no. You're way better at that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, um, thank you ladies both for joining us. Best of luck, uh, in your future and your dream car, Darcy, good luck with the rentals. And Christy, good luck with a quarter of a mile down to the beach. So we we are we are thankful to have you back. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe in a year's time, we'll ask the question again and see if it changes any. But mm -hmm. I doubt it. I doubt it. So all right. Well, thanks everyone. Uh, thanks for listening to the Mass MEP Manufacturing Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for listening to the MassMEP Manufacturing Podcast, Transforming Manufacturing Enterprises. You can subscribe to our channel anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can always go to our website at massmep.org. So we'll see you next time, whether it's our space, your space, or cyberspace.